In our last recording, when we introduced the discussion of why one may not use Alexa on Shabbos, it's something that intuitively we understand is not the right thing to do. We're just discussing why that is and learning the background. So the main, the first point is to decide, to define if an action, if a result that comes about simply through speech and not through action, if you can cause something to happen on Shabbos through speech and not through action, is one liable for that? Is that considered to be the same as an action itself? And we brought four different sources to indicate that perhaps bringing about a result through speech alone is not considered to be an action. However, on the other hand, there is another source that indicates, indicates that it is an action. In the Gemara Bav Metziah, on Daf Tzadim Mabez, there, there's discussion about lav de chasima, the prohibition against muzzling an animal while it works. If a person muzzles an animal while it's work, muzzles a ox, as the verse says, while it works, that is a iser deraisa. It's a biblical prohibition. What if a person wouldn't actually muzzle the animal, but bark issues certain commands, and those commands would prevent the animal from eating? It's trained to uh, respond to those commands. It won't eat as it, it's kind of forced by that command or incantation not to uh, graze as it works. So would a person be liable for that? There's a machlokas. Rabbi Yochanan in the Gemara says, yes, a person is chayev, a person is liable. Uh, he has um, transgressed a biblical prohibition. And Reish Lakish holds, no, a person is pater. There is a difficulty, a question, surrounding Rabbi Yochanan's opinion. Rabbi Yochanan, in a different venue, seems to hold, seems to be of the opinion that speech is not the same thing as action. Here, he seems to hold that speech is action. It's like violating this command uh, with direct action. But in another venue, he seems to hold the opposite. And that is that Rabbi Yochanan is the one who teaches us, a prohibition usually incurs a punishment. The punishment that is usually uh, administered in the Torah for a prohibition is lashes, malchus. There are plenty of exceptions to this. One of them is a lavsh ein bomaisa. It's a prohibition that a person does without any speech, excuse me, without any action, just through speech. For example, if a person takes a neder, he vows to do something, and then he doesn't do it, so that is a prohibition. A person uh, is over a love, he does something wrong, but since it's not done through an action, but rather through an inaction, there's no specific uh, physical maisa, then a person does not incur lashes. Another example, a person is um, cautioned against hating a fellow Jew. In theory, if one can prove that somebody else is uh, violating the prohibition of hatred, nevertheless, he still would not receive lashes for that biblical prohibition because there's no action. So Tos was asked this question. On one hand, Rabbi Yochanan seems to hold that when one accomplishes something not through action, but through a voice, then that is considered to be the same as an action, like muzzling an animal, and he's chayev. On the other hand, he's the one who holds that that when you have a prohibition that is transgressed without action, then that uh, is not the same as action, and there's no lashes. So to resolve this, Tosfos gives the following um, explanation. You have to look at um, the speech, um, or the lack of action, the prohibition that's being violated, and see, is there a physical outcome or not? In the case of muzzling an animal, there's a physical outcome that is readily perceived. The animal is not eating. That's a physical outcome. In the case of these other laws and these other prohibitions, we don't actually see anything happening in front of us. Nothing has happened. It's all in the world of theory. 
Uh, hatred is an emotion that you can't uh, see. You can see its manifestation, but you don't actually see the hatred. Uh, violating a vow by not fulfilling it is not something you see. It's something you don't see. So according to this way of thinking, when a person issues a speech command, is that considered to be action? Well, it depends. If the speech command results in a perceptible physical action, physical result, then yes. But if not, then no. So following this line of thinking, it would appear that Alexa would be prohibited under this guideline, which is a physical spe- a speech that results in a physical action, either an action like turning on and off your lights or turning up and down your thermostat, or even the result of having Alexa speak back to you and ask you what you want, would also be a prohibition um, under this way of thinking. This is uh, by no means halakhically conclusive, but it's definitely food for thought when discussing the question of Alexa on Shabbos. Another issue uh, that we should mention is that the Alexa, Alexa the 21st century uh, sounds very similar and has some very similar theory behind it to the um, microphone of the 20th century, which, subject, which was subject to great controversy. It was one of the things that divided um, Orthodox and conservative synagogues was the use of a microphone on Shabbos. And the Postkim dealt with this extensively at the time. Um, two that we'll mention, Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Orbach and Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, two of the greatest halachic authorities of their era, of a generation ago, and we quote them all the time because of their, um, their real authority and real relevance to many of our situations. Both of them ruled that using a microphone on Shabbos is completely prohibited, but for different reasons. Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach held that using a microphone was avshi milsa. That's the prohibition of having a noise-making device, a prohibited noise-making device, making noise on Shabbos. The classic example of the one given in the Gemara is of having a mill, um, a grain mill, which is operating on Shabbos. There's no malach involved because you started, you set it up from before Shabbos, but it's making a lot of noise, um, and it's noise that is um, a byproduct of an action which is prohibited on Shabbos, which is milling. So even setting up a mill from before Shabbos is an issue in Avshi Milsa, and the same is um, the same would be with using a microphone, according to Rabbi Orbach, and uh, I think it's quite clear that the same would apply to Alexa or um, the Google um, Echo would also have the same issue. Moshe Feinstein also ruled that a microphone was prohibited on Shabbos. He gave three different Isurei um, Derabanan, rabbinic prohibitions. One is creating a new sound, molid kol, creating something new on Shabbos uh, is a prohibition, similar to um, making uh, turning ice into water actively, which we have to discuss at a different time, uh, such as um, adding fragrance to a garment, which is like creating a fresh smell that wasn't there ahead of time. This is, co- this is a concept called molid. Another issue is uh, changing the electric pulse. That's something that Moshe held is a um, rabbinic violation. And the third one is shemi sakin kli shir, which is a xera prohibition that Chazal issued against using an object that won't be tempted to fix. Microphones go in and out all the time, you have to bang on it and switch it and click it back in, and that's something that's very likely to happen, and therefore Moshe Feinstein said unequivocally that one may not use a microphone on Shabbos. All these um, probably apply to Alexa and the Echo as well, with the exception perhaps of the last one. Um, 
And all this is a discussion of if to leave Alexa on and to say Alexa and issue a command to her on Shabbos. So we've discussed basically two reasons why it would be prohibited. One, because um, um, this would be under the realm of issuing a voice command that results in an action which is prohibited on, prohibited on Shabbos. And the second is uh, comparing Alexa to microphones of old. Now this leads to another question, which is, what if I don't actually use Alexa? Let's say I'm careful not to issue, the, to utter the word Alexa, not to wake her up, it up on Shabbos, uh, but rather I just want to leave it on, because uh, it's useful to have on for whatever reason. Am I allowed to do so? So what's interesting is that um, many people tend to think that Alexa is kind of sleeping and wakes up when we say the name Alexa. What's actually the case based upon my research, is that Alexa and the Echo hear every single word that we say, which is scary in and of itself. But when applied to Hilcha Shabbos, it creates another difficulty. Um, one can argue if the fact that Alexa is listening to your conversation is something that you want to happen or don't want to happen, and that does make a difference in Hilcha Shabbos. But suffice it to say that since one's uh, uh, the direct command is prohibited, and having it record you throughout Shabbos is probably not the right thing to do, then the best option would be to have Alexa off and resting on Shabbos just like you. Have a wonderful Shabbos, and thank you for listening.